Welcome to Chapter 3 of HealthSystemCIO.com's interview with Denny McCollum, CIO at Citizens Memorial Healthcare. In this segment, McCollum talks about the process improvement initiative they've implemented to make sure all the right questions are being answered, how a centralized approach has helped the IT team grow over the years, and what it's been like being at the same organization for her whole career. HealthSystemCIO.com podcasts are sponsored by Improvada the healthcare IT security company ranked number one by class for secure messaging and single sign-on. For more information, visit their website at improvata.com. Is there a system in place, or is it, is it just kind of an unspoken thing where it's like if, if you have an idea, some kind of thoughts on how to make this work better or get this type of functionality, you just kind of come forward and, and we'll talk about it? We do have, we have developed over the years a little bit more process around it, but part, it's a lot better based in having a collaborative atmosphere, having uh, a fairly flat organizational structure so that you have an idea, you get the right group together, um, working together to get everybody involved. We, have a, we do have a process, though, now called, we call MIB, Make It Better. And if it's a new, uh, if something completely new, we have where we go, okay, stop just a second. What are the alternatives to this? What's the risk of moving forward this way? What's the risk of not moving forward this way? Um, and so it's a, a little bit more formal process just to make sure all the right questions are answered. Uh, but mostly I think it comes back to people willing to work together to solve problems. Like the electronic whiteboards, I mean, that's um, one of the things we got the Most Wired Innovator Award for. And really, we looked at lots of vendors. They were very expensive. Um, and what we've done has really given us a lot of flexibility as far as, like most recently, they're asking to add um, the patient's readmission risk score, you know, to the, to the whiteboard so that everybody knows um, you know, if this patient is at high risk for readmission, then we need to pay some extra attention to their needs. So things like that we wouldn't be able to do if we had an external vendor. Right. And that, that the whiteboard was, was developed completely in-house? Yes. I mean, after we looked at the outside vendors, we were like, hmm, this, it's our data. It's in our data repository. Right. It's basically a web page. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we, uh, w there was more trial and error for sure, and there has been more trial and error um, over the years because, you know, getting the colors right so that it wasn't too glaring for the patient, but yet they could see it, getting the font right, not getting too much on there because everybody wanted a little piece of it. We've um, recently revamped the ones in the emergency department to include not just you have a lab pending or a RAD pending, but what lab and what RAD is pending. Oh, my gosh, it's a huge satisfier for patients because they're so confused. You know, what's mom having? Well, she's having a CAT scan, you know, yeah. or what test is that that she's having, you know, a CBC. And then also we added um, the patient status, like ready for discharge or pending admission or, you know, assigned to a doctor and, you know, things that we take for granted because we can see them ourselves in the system, but for patients it's very confusing under a very stressful situation. So things that we, we've been able to do kind of building on that early innovation. Right. Okay. Definitely seems to be, be a, a trend with the organization. And, mm -hmm. and now you've been there for a while. When, when did you actually first arrive there? I started in July of 1988. Okay. I can't believe it's been that long. <laughs> I started right out of graduate school. I'm from Bolivar, and I had actually done the books 
while I was in college and right after undergrad for the gift shop at the hospital, their auxiliary needed somebody to help them with the bookkeeping part of the business. And I had done that before I went to grad school. And so I knew, kind of knew the organization a little and then came back and originally was the director of human resources. Uh, We had, I want to say, 400 employees. We'd acquired one nursing home at that point, and now we have 1,900 employees. I did that for a couple of years, and then I moved into director of finance where I was for, I don't know, 10, 12, 13 years. And then in 2003, I moved into this role as we were just implementing Meditech and really making a big move with our technology and the organization. Okay. So it's been- and there- there hadn't been a CIO previously, I'm guessing. No, there was a director of IT. Um, yeah. We had <laughs> crazy thing. The organization had purchased an old IBM uh, patient accounting package in the early 80s, and it had been discontinued from support sometime in the early 80s. And oh, we'd wow. had programmers that just sustained it. And we had a few other pieces of software, but they sustained that old system through Y2K. Oh, my gosh. Wow. <laughs> totally crazy. We knew, though, that it, it could never be HIPAA compliant when HIPAA, you know, became more of a requirement. So right. that was sort of what made us think, oh, we've got to move. And it, it turned out to be an advantage that we hadn't invested that much in systems over the years because we could kind of start with a clean slate and not have that much legacy systems that we had to like we had a lab and a pharmacy system, but it wasn't huge, so we could move to Meditech systems kind of all at once without regret. Okay. So what was it like for you to go, to go into that role? I mean, you're in finance, so obviously you know the organization, but this is a different role, so what was that like? Well, very different, and um, I had been part of the steering committee. I'd, I'd sort of been part of, you know, the team over the years that had looked at um, – you know, should we do something different? If we did, what would we do? And then we just never had made a move. Um, I was very active with the steering committee. So I was, I mean, really involved in the selection decision when we decided to go with Meditech. We had a RFP, you know, the whole formal process. Uh, but to move into the role and not be technical, because I'm not really, I mean, I rely on people with technical skills and expertise now, was a big change. Um, it did help knowing the organization from the human resources side, the finance side. I did budgets, so I knew, you know, every department. Um, and I uh, did external finance, so I kind of knew how to negotiate contracts and that sort of thing. But it was a, it was a big deal to um, make that kind of change. Fortunately, I have been supported by great staff. I have some people who have been really with the department since even before I came into the department, there's a few. So um, we really have a great team and everybody, you know, has some expertise and works together. And we've grown the department, of course, quite a bit bigger than it was in 2003. Yeah. And was that something where the department just kind of gradually grew? You know, it's the oddest thing. Uh, The organization really has um, supported a centralized approach for um, supporting the IT systems. You know, some people do decentralized and, you know, some kind of in between, but they've really supported it to the extent that um, over the years we've gradually added, but also 
I think five of our positions came from somebody saying, you know what, with this new system, I don't need, I don't need this uh, clerical coordinator on the medical surgical floor anymore, but I'd really like for her to have a role in IS because she's been so instrumental in helping us get the system up and going. So, like, people would give up positions so yeah. that we could have some wow. crazy. It never happened when I was doing budgets. I don't know. But. <laughs> So, and then some of it's just been, you know, growth and, and the growth and complexity um, because like most organizations, we're software junkies now. Software will uh, solve all of our problems. And so we have lots of more software systems now. And with that kind of complexity just comes, you know, need for more people to manage it. Yeah. Okay. So I can imagine it, it's been really interesting to, to be with this organization for as long as you have in those different roles, but to just, just kind of be part of its its growth. And and I'm sure that um, being in your current role as long as you have, that your own leadership style has, has probably changed just as, you know, as the organization and its priorities have kind of uh, evolved. Oh, yes. Um, for the first few years, it was really a lot of hands-on um, communication, making sure everybody was talking. An integrated approach means everybody has to talk about what everything's called. And instead of being in silos where lab has their own little system and they can do whatever they want in there, you know, everything has to flow. Used to, you know, lab built all the lab, the new lab tests. Now, if there's a new lab test, it doesn't just affect the lab. It affects long-term care, affects the physician practices, it affects the hospital. It all flows through the same system. So we actually, in IS, we build all the new lab tests. So initially it was sort of getting people communicating and talking about workflows and um, processes and hands-on figuring out how to make systems work together. And I don't have time for that now. I have There's so much complexity, so many systems, um, we're just so much bigger, and so that's been a big transition. I think it would be for anybody. Um, but again, fortunately, I've been able to have a great team to work with. Um, we have a really good senior leader team as well, and everybody's supportive, and all are going through about the same thing because of the growth. And so, just adapting to, um, you know, every once in a while, I'm like, oh my gosh, I can't go down that hole because I have too many other fish to fry. I want, I want to sit on this project and solve this problem, yeah. but I have to trust that to someone else. So, right. And as far as as having having the same CEO, I guess. It's one of those things where, you know, for you, you've had the same one, so you don't really know anything else. But um, I'm sure that that's been a positive thing to have. It's it's definitely unique. Oh, my gosh, yes. It is um, unique, and uh, Bolivar is so fortunate. This whole region is so fortunate that he just happened here. You know, he came here under a contracted uh, arrangement in 1981, helped complete the construction and open the hospital. I heard when I was, I was just getting out of high school in 1981, and I would hear people say, oh, we need this hospital, but it'll just be a glorified nursing home. And he really had another vision. I don't think the community had the vision. I think he had that vision, and he brought it, and he infected the board with that vision, and he just kept after it until, I mean, we've really ended up with something special for the community so um, I'm from here. I'm from Bolivar. So it's really gratifying for me to be part of a healthcare system. I mean, that served my family, you know, for uh, nieces, nephews being born here to broken bones. To you know, mm. um, one of my my father's in one of our long-term care facilities. 
now. So I've really experienced the whole gamut. Our mission is caring for every generation through exceptional services by leading physicians and a compassionate healthcare team. And they called on me the other day in a meeting to say, what does that mean to you? And I said, you know what that means to me? It means caring for my husband and my sister-in-law, my mom and my grandpa through exceptional primary care, surgical services, ER care, cancer care by Dr. Smith, Dr. Harris, Dr. Nix, and more, and a compassionate healthcare team of people that I know and trust. I think for a lot of us here in the area, it's very personal. Um, and so we're grateful to be able to be part of the team. Right. Right. Well, the organization really is, is definitely doing a lot of great work, and um, it, it's been really interesting to hear your perspective. And I, I think that a lot of our readers and listeners are going to uh, appreciate hearing your take on things and how, how you guys have been able to find, find success. Right. All right. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate it. And um, I'd definitely like to check, check back with you in a little while to see how things are going. That'd be great, Kate. It's good to talk to you. All right, good to talk to you, too, and I'll mm-hmm. be in touch. All righty. All right, thanks so much. Mm-hmm. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to this podcast from healthsystemcio.com. To hear other podcasts, visit our website or subscribe to our account in iTunes at healthsystemcio.com backslash podcast.